everybody. Welcome back to Young and Wised Up. This is Marcella. And I'm Gabby. And thanks for joining us this week for another episode. If you would like to support us, you can head to patreon.com slash youngandwifedup. We have three different tiers of different ways that you can sponsor us and different exclusive content and merchandise for each tier. We have a bestie tier, sister tier, and queen tier, and all of them have various content, exclusive content stuff like video chats, recommendation links, um, printables, merchandise, bonus episodes. We have a ton of stuff. We have a ton of backlog from the past couple seasons there. So even if you just did one month of a bestie tier, you could get a ton of content all at once and you can just sponsor us for that month. So it costs money and time for us to be able to make this podcast. And we do this the only um, money that we get from this is through um, Patreon. We don't do any sponsored advertising or anything like that on the podcast. And so if you would like to help us to continue to do Young and Wifed Up, uh, sponsoring us on Patreon, even just for one month, can go a long way. Another way that you can be a part of the Young and Wifed Up community is by joining our Facebook group, which is obviously totally free. You just have to uh, um, answer a few questions. So we make sure you're not some weirdo trying to get into the Facebook group. Um, but it's a really great place to um, connect with other like-minded women. Um, we do polls. We ask you guys what you want us to make content on. Um, and it's more exclusive than what we might be chatting on um, like in our catch-ups and, you know, sometimes we post life updates and things like that. And again, just getting to know some other women who, um, have the same worldviews and beliefs and all of that and wanting to live a similar, similar lifestyle. Um, that is a really great way to connect with others who also love to listen to the podcast. Awesome. Thank you, Marcella. So the past two episodes, we had our husbands, on the podcast and it was so much fun to mm -hmm. have them on and even just like I had to re-listen to both of them to kind of get some clips for social media I was just really encouraged just like hearing our stories even just still encourages me to like look back and see how God has blessed our families and has really just shown favor on our families in a lot of ways and we do realize like how privileged that we are that we have husbands that are willing to work so hard to help take care of us. And we have mm -hmm. the ability to be home and be homemakers. Marcella has the ability to stay home with her children. And we just really, our heart was for those past, those two episodes was to just show you guys like our hearts and our stories and give you advice and hear from our husbands because we really couldn't talk about the topic without them because they are such yeah. a, key part <laughs> of yes. why and how we have become single income households. So as far as our role in this whole shindig, um, this week we want to talk about how we, our jobs as wives, um, has a special duty um, in the home to steward and to multiply the income that's being brought in. And this 
episode doesn't just have to apply to those that desire or already are in a single income household. This can apply to most any financial situation or work situation, mm-hmm. marriage, um, that still practices and believes that God has given wives a special calling to take care of their home primarily. So even if you mm-hmm. are not in a position or you're even if you're a single woman and this is not something that you're, you know, currently in right now, this episode is still for you because this is just essentially in talking about ways that we can steward the money that God has given us in our families and also how we can multiply that and grow that in a different way that's not just like investing um, in stocks or, you know, mm-hmm. do have having extra income coming in. So that's basically what our goal is for today's episode is to talk about the practical ways that a wife can specifically be stewarding and multiplying these things. So Marcella, can you get us started? Yeah. So the first tip that we have for you guys is to um, help your husband in creating a budget and then actually sticking to it. Um, And obviously he is, you know, going to have the final say about what probably needs to be prioritized and things like that. But um, with the two of you working together, you guys need to communicate about, okay, if you know how much you're spending on groceries typically, and he's not super aware on that, like there, you guys have to talk about what's going to be reasonable for the budget. And obviously, you know, the ideal situation is that he is gaining your input on that and considering that when creating the budget. Um, And then when it's done, make sure, like I said, that you're actually sticking to it. Um, If you have something that you need that is an extra expense, make sure that you're communicating that with him instead of just going out and, you know, making a super large purchase. And I have heard some couples have like a set amount that they are able to kind of like spend up to separately without it being like, oh, we have to consult each other about this purchase or whatever. But once we um, cross that threshold of a certain money amount, we need to call our spouse and make sure that they know what's going on and that they're comfortable with what that money is being spent on. So um, I know not everybody does that, but I think sometimes when, if you guys have been like, free rating it on the budget getting (laughs) really strict at first is helpful so that you can actually see where the money money is going um and then if you have things like you know paying debt off you have a lot of um loans or expenses or anything like that and you need to get really um precise about where your money is going you might have to implement some extra rules Mm -hmm. around um the budget for that reason so. Yeah, I agree. And I think one big thing as a wife approaching these conversations with gentleness and with um, a level of like respect of like not like, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out another way to say this without it like sounding kind of offensive, but like don't be his mom. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like there's ways where we can communicate and especially if like 
there's a there's this a dynamic is in a lot of marriage couples and i understand it where the husband is more the spender and the wife is the saver and that creates like tension when talking about money and the budget and so mm-hmm. it's going to take practice especially if you're coming from a two income to a one income household or yeah having no budget to a budget it's mm-hmm. going to take lot of practice to start having that open line of respectful Mm -hmm. communication between one another and as far as like again like our husbands are not in this episode with us so like I'm not going to speak to like his duty because we can take like the scriptural you know duties of a husband and apply it to these conversations but as far as what we're talking about today like I would encourage the wife in this circumstance to approach things with gentleness and not have these conversations be very hostile or mothering him or Mm -hmm. nitpicking him about these things, especially if you went from no budget to now a budget because you're trying to take your income seriously or you're coming home after working and bringing in an additional income because that could be in a very emasculating um, circumstance to be in, you know, mm-hmm. or for you to be basically his money boss. And I think that I I do feel strongly and both Ryan and I both like feel strongly about this, that husbands should use their wives as assets to help mm-hmm. them. If, especially if they, if you are like able and your husband would like you to be the one that's actually making the budget or making those, you know, decisions about that sort of thing, then you, he needs to be able to trust in his wife and not be scared mm-hmm. to talk about money. And so there's, there's just like a lot of things like this could be a whole episode in it. There's a lot of nuances. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing that might be helpful to add on is if you are finding that <clears throat> oh i just heard my baby <laughs> um, if you are finding that conflict is happening frequently in regards to the budget and you guys just can't like like the situation that you were talking about like say yeah. he's more of a spender and you're more of a saver and you're just frustrated like why can't you just save money because we obviously have these things we need to save for You need to pray, I think, primarily for yourself first (laughs) Um, and be more concerned about where you might have some, like, sin blind spots in that kind of situation. But then if, if it is just truly, it truly feels like a burden on your marriage, you can bring that to the Lord. And be specific about it. Like if there's an area of the budget that you guys are always just butting heads on or whatever it is, you feel like it gets you kind of worked up and you're more prone to being disrespectful. You're more prone to, you know, the mothering and getting angry and getting frustrated and irritated and impatient and all that stuff. To pray over those specific things and to give those to the Lord and to, yeah, you know, ask the Lord to... um help you and your husband to be more one in that sense um and that you're not you know in as much conflict over over that stuff as often i think we just kind of put prayer as like the last resort like oh Mm. when it's really bad i'm gonna pray about the money and that should be like 
maybe it would be like a good idea to when if you and your husband have a weekly budget or a monthly budget or whatever it is meeting with each other that you start it with prayer. Um, and that might be a good idea to present to him like, and you know, I want this to be centered around want what the Lord wants us to do with our money. Um, and that we can be in agreement with that and that we are um, loving each other and you're respecting him and his decisions and all of that. I think that is a very, very, very underrated tool Yeah, when it comes to the money. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And I, and I want to encourage you, like, you know, I don't want to scare you if these conversations are like really like stressful. It mm -hmm. does get better with practice yeah. and with prayer. Like genuinely, like we're at this point now. And again, it took a while to get to this point where money is not a taboo subject for us at all. Like we talk about it all day long. I tell him every little cent that I spend, like before we had a rule when we were, when I was working too, where it would be like, okay, you know, if one of us spends more than a hundred dollars, we need to check in with each other. You know, is this really wise, a wise purchase, that sort of thing. We mm -hmm. had a rule like that, that you were talking about earlier. Um, but now I just like, tell him or he'd ask me like oh yeah. hey like are you know even if it's something like small you know mm -hmm. because and part of that is like every single cent our budget is very like organized and streamlined yes yeah. and I want to um plug something that I'm going to be uploading to our patreon and actually by now it already will have been up Ryan is actually um he makes budget spreadsheets for people and he's done it for us. He's done it for Marcel and Jed and he's done it for other people. He, where he's actually offering that blank spreadsheet that we, that he uses to help people with budgets for us to have on our Patreon. So all of our Patreon, Patreon subscribers were, are going to have access to his specific um, blank budget sheet. So if you have no idea where to start and it's really overwhelming for you, there's so many resources online for it, but you can literally like head to our Patreon and get that <laughs> now, right now. And if you're just like, we don't even know where to start. And, um, you know, we can, if you're a patron, then you have access to exclusive chats with me and we can, I can like talk you through, you know, how it works and stuff like that. And so, you know, there it is an overwhelming subject, especially if you're not budgeting at all. I totally understand. It's really hard. But I promise with practice and with prayer and with open communication, it does get better. And it's not as taboo or awkward or weird with your husband. The more you do it, I promise you, like it really does. It's like a muscle you have to exercise. It's just a new part of your marriage. If it hasn't been before, it's just another thing that you casually talk about. And it's not like mm -hmm. you're not always having to have these meetings. Like you will probably in the beginning need to have set, like we need to sit and talk about what the finances are like. But after a while, once you guys kind of get a rhythm, things will feel a lot more natural. So one of the things um, that I would also encourage is planning ahead. So you as the wife, Assisting and planning ahead for expenses. So keeping an eye on the needs of your household. The, mm -hmm. Consider keeping lists of reoccurring expenses or needs. Diapers. Um, if you have, if you're realizing like, you know, I need 
um, we run out of this sort of thing and then we're like struggling for a while. Maybe you need to consider buying things in that specific thing in bulk. So you're not running out faster. And there's a lot of things that we can be doing to getting ahead mm-hmm. of, um, the things that we need to live, you know, toiletries, stuff for your kids. Um, instead of just like, oops, now we're having to, to like, you know, figure out if we have money for this thing. Because if you plan ahead and you're having, mm-hmm. you can bring that reoccurring need to your husband in those budget conversations and saying, hey, I'm realizing that diapers just went up and this is the only brand that we can get because it's, you know, there's an allergy issue with my child and this and that. And, you know, if you have to have those specific conversations about reoccurring needs, then you guys can make those adjustments in your budget. And also, I would encourage you to to consider if you have reoccurring um, needs of toiletries and certain things. Like, when was the last time you looked for a more affordable option? Yeah. Or see, like, that one thing that I always get at Target, can you find it cheaper on Amazon, that same exact product? Like, mm-hmm. those sort of things, like, we can, a wife can do so much with stewarding the income by thinking ahead to the things that are constantly being bought in the house and figuring out if there's a way that we can get it at a more affordable rate. You have anything to Um, add to that? Yeah. I was going to say a way that you can make that more automated so that it can just be a one decision. I know that we need this thing bi-weekly or um, bi-monthly or we need it monthly or something like that. And I'm always um, having to repurchase this is see if there's an option to do a purchase subscription for that. And usually Mm. you can also save money by doing a subscription. A lot of companies will give a discount if you just subscribe to, you know, getting your deodorant, you know, every month or every other month or, you know, whatever it is. So along with the shopping around, like you were saying, Um, to kind of price out to see if there is something that's comparable or even a better option that might be even less expensive. Um, Putting those things on a subscription, then you can kind of put those purchases in the budget without having it be like, uh uh-oh, now we need to buy this thing. (laughs) Like, we didn't really, like, plan for it, even though you know you're spending that money. Yeah. On a regular interval, whatever that may be. I want to talk about food because I think this is one of those things that eats our money up very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think, and in my experience going from working outside the home to now homemaking full time, now that I'm able to dedicate my all of my attention to my home i'm realizing how much money we're now able to save by me being essentially a private chef <laughs> like you know meal yeah. planning you know and and thinking ahead and you know like looking at our stock like there's like mm-hmm. so many things that a wife can do in the realm of food that can help not just save money, but like grow and multiply the money that's being brought in, like make mm-hmm. creating and cultivating things with food. So mm-hmm. 
Um, let's see. So we talked about meal planning. We have tons of episodes. We have like three episodes. You can even just go in our search bar, wherever you're listening to this podcast, put in meal plan. There will be a few episodes that we talk about that. Um, and with meal planning, stretching your groceries and meals, we give a ton of ideas in those episodes, but one thing specifically that I feel like I've been trying to be more mindful of is if I'm buying, say like a bag of organic russet potatoes and it's a giant bag, I'm thinking how many meals can I Mm -hmm. make? (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, and if it's not, I can't, if I can't think of, or I'm, you know, we're going to get tired of the bag of potatoes for more than a couple days, then can I freeze and can I make some frozen French fries? Can I make some frozen um, hash browns? Like thinking about everything that you're bringing in, can you grow that mm-hmm. into multiple facets in your kitchen? Do you want to add anything to this? Um, To the stretching. Groceries? Yeah, stretching groceries. Yes. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would agree with what you were saying. And also like. You know, (laughs) I think it's sometimes hard for those of us that just really love to be creative with cooking because you may end up with like this box or bag or can or whatever it is of ingredients. And it was like, oh, you needed like a quarter of a teaspoon for this (laughs) one (laughs) like obscure recipe and it was kind of expensive and now you're not really going to use it again and you just kind of have it sitting on your shelf so if there's a way that you can cross over your ingredients like you were saying yes. multiple different meals as opposed to i'm going to buy like a bunch of weird like random single ingredients that's only for this one recipe and i'm going to have a bunch of this leftover that i can't really use for any other recipe that like could probably not be helpful if you're trying to like cut your expenses on your groceries um so you know try to find a way like do i i have kind of a rotation of three or four different starches that we're using in our meals Mm -hmm. or three or four different proteins and like things like that and it's not just so much random stuff like again trying to find like those crossover meals with those ingredients that you can um use in multiple different meals i think is really smart i think somebody that's really good with this topic is farmhouse on boone lisa bass because she doesn't meal plan which is so fascinating to me because i want to get to that point where it's like i have everything in my need in my kitchen and I'm just make, making variations of those things every day. Yeah. But um, I really appreciate like that she has like her staples. Yes. And she's a very large family. Mm-hmm. And they they do like frugal like living. Like they eat mm-hmm. very like th- she doesn't eat like they think the most expensive thing that she does is like you know, she mills her own grain. So like her wheat berries are, you know, expensive, but even then like the initial investment of her getting her mock mill or whatever Mm -hmm. to save so much money on extremely quality flour, you know? So there's so many where it's like, you know, if you always have flour, you always have eggs, you always have butter, you always have a protein, you know, there's things that you can have in your pantry that, you know, that one day where you're like, oh, what am I going to make today? 
you're not struggling as much. And this and this will come with practice too, learning yeah. how to cook from scratch instead mm-hmm. of relying on convenience meals. This was a really weird transition for me too, because I was that girl was that was like, okay, I'm gonna meal plan. And none of my meals like complemented each other for the week. Mm. Had a bunch of random, like I had curry one day and then like shepherd's pie the next, and you know, that sort of thing where it's like, yeah, nothing made sense. There was no streamlining of my meal planning. And so then we were spending more money on groceries because of yeah. all the things. Instead of me thinking, this is what I have, how many meals can I make with this? food that I have here. And, yeah. and then I use the store, the grocery store as like a resource, not as like, I need to go to the grocery store for every single <clears throat> meal that I yeah. am making. I think the only way that I could see, not the only way, but the best way that I could see if you do tend to like get these ingredients for these kind of random meals and you don't have a lot of crossover there is one, if you can find something that's going to be shelf stable for a very long time, or if it's something that you can freeze mm-hmm. um, or that will keep in the refrigerator for a while, and you know you're going to be revisiting that meal on a somewhat regular basis. It doesn't have to be in the same week, but like you were saying, like if you really like to make curry, for instance, um, you know, and you're not really using those spices very often for other things. Okay. We'll plan to make some kind of curry, something every other week or something like that. And those spices (laughs) will keep for a while. Right. Um, And you may even be able to buy in bulk and make it cheaper to make it last longer. Um, But don't just like, don't just have like this one random meal with all these really expensive ingredients. You're only going to use once. <laughs> Those things yeah. are just like, for one, they're taking up space in your kitchen. Right. And I think most of us probably do not have these massive kitchens with tons of storage <laughs> and all the stuff. No. Like we have to be more conservative about what we're bringing in and what is going to be taking up space. Um so yeah, there there's a way to kind of find a loophole in that, but obviously it still comes down to like planning ahead. What is your relationship with leftovers? Like, oh, we survive on leftovers. Yeah, same. For sure. I don't there's I never buy lunch. There's no lunch meals. Like I never plan mm-hmm. like if we if there's a day where we don't have leftovers, I'm like, okay, I'm making us some smoothies, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, well, we have usually, bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, usually our lunch, like I will get stuff to make like deli sandwiches. Like I'll get right. deli meat and deli cheese. And usually for the boys' lunches, if I don't have leftovers to give them, um, I'll make them like snack plates. Yeah, and they love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually I have enough tidbits in the kitchen to where I can like <laughs> get something that has enough protein and carbs yeah. and fat and all that and some fiber and, um, but yeah, usually it's like Jed will take leftovers to work for lunch. Um, yeah. and then I'm almost always eating leftovers for my lunch as well um and so if you're finding like man i'm really bad at 
um, eating lunch during the day or whatever, you might want to consider doubling your dinner recipes um, so that you and your husband and your kids have a meal for the following day. And like, I know some people are like, well, my family just hates leftovers. It's like, okay, well. I'm so, okay. So this is, this might be a hot <laughs> take. Like, get over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> when we were kids, like, there was no, like, oh, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like with leftovers, a lot of it is, us adults get like a little texture freak out or we're like, how many days has this been in the fridge? And I'm like, you know, if you're planning your ahead and you're eating your leftovers as soon as you can, you know, obviously with food safety in mind, if you are serious about sticking to your budget, honoring your husband who is bringing in the income, you know, and saving money on groceries, you will eat the leftovers. It's not yeah. my favorite. Like, I'll tell you, I struggle after one day of leftovers, but I yeah. eat it and I choke it down and it sustained me until dinner. You know, it's like, that's why a lot of it for me is like, I get grossed out. Like it looks mushy after like whatever it is, like even though yeah. I'm the one that made it and I know that it's still good, you know? Yeah. Like a lot of it truly is if you don't have like a neurodivergent like issue, you know, like a a, a true issue with right, right, right. food textures, a lot of it is gotta be, it's, you just gotta put your big girl pants on and eat your dang leftovers <laughs> and you're going to be okay like and I'm yeah. telling this to myself because it can be hard but I'm like no I'm not gonna go and grow, go through Taco Bell like I'm not going to do that because yeah. we're we're honoring like we like it's that is a sacrifice that you can make yeah and so I encourage you if you struggle I, I, you text me I'll be I'll do it with you okay we'll eat our leftovers together in solidarity okay because it's not my favorite I don't like it I struggle with it and I still do it you just gotta you just gotta mm-hmm. do it anyway um let's see what else yeah learning to cook from scratch again that's a huge thing huge thing to learn and it's and it's hard it's hard work especially if you're not like naturally a cook I know there's a lot of women that really desire to cook for their families but it's hard it's very hard for them and so I see you sister I see you I know that you're trying it's hard it's going to get better like for so many people it is natural and it's just like you know they don't think about it but a lot of people also need a recipe for a long time until they feel comfortable and that's okay like mm-hmm. it's not one size fits all it's all about what works best for your family but it is going to be better for your family's bodies and better for your guys's bank accounts if you learn to cook from scratch instead of relying on convenience meals i would say saving convenience meals for the rainy day, you know, where everybody's sick, you know, Mm -hmm. the days where things are really hard, like, Mm -hmm. okay, get that convenience meal, get it out of the freezer, you know. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good night to do takeout. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Those sort of things to do takeout. Yes. But not every, not every like quote unquote bad day is going to be a crisis day. 
Like, yes. you have to be honest with yourself. Like, okay, it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of annoying and I just have to, like, suck it up. Or has it truly been a crisis day? And it's yeah. just, like, we, I, there's just no way I'm making anything in the kitchen right yeah. now because it does happen. And like there's, happens. yeah, there's many days where I think I'm having a crisis and I'm, like, there's no way I'm going to make dinner tonight. But I've, like tricked my brain into thinking like i don't have a choice <laughs> so mm. i'll be like okay i don't have a cho- dinner has to be made and so then yeah. i'll make myself a little adrenal cocktail gulp it down <laughs> yeah get my earbuds in my earbuds in mm-hmm. and get to work and it's over and i can relax and it's fine like yeah. when there's a true crisis where i'm like i'm absolutely not then obviously you know we plan for those hard days you know mm-hmm. we have something in the freezer ryan can throw together or we have you know we go we get takeout a doordash whatever but like if it's just like i'm feeling exhausted <clears throat> and tired you know it's like okay you got to have give yourself a pep talk you know, go cry, you know, come back and make dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Any other thoughts about food? No, I think we should move on. Cool. Um, okay. The next thing that we can kind of talk about is learning how to thrift and hunt for things secondhand. This could be you know, going to thrift shops, going to um, consignment stores, um, Facebook marketplace marketplace Mm -hmm. is a really big one as well. Um, This is a pretty, for me, it's an enjoyable way to like sacrifice on saving money because it's always like about the hunt, like trying to find that like certain very specific thing that you're needing for that corner in the room and like (laughs) you know (laughs) um um, yeah and it's always very satisfying to come out of those like um shopping sprees knowing that you got so much good stuff and you got such great deals on all of it it is just very very satisfying and that is a really great way to help with lowering the expenses. Um, There's so many things that you wouldn't even realize that you can get secondhand. Yes. Like I, it is, it honestly surprises me. Like one of my um, best friends, Jasenia, she is like a Facebook marketplace fiend. Like anything Mm. like she can, she needs (laughs) She's like on Facebook Marketplace, which is awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. And like we make fun of her about it very lovingly. Like she's <laughs> market or like dumpster. Like we have gotten. Is this chair from a dumpster? No, this chair is from a thrift store. <laughs> but okay, it wasn't in the dumpster, it was like it was it about like to be in the dumpster. Trying to get rid of it. Yeah. Right. There was okay. So Ryan has a chair in his office. We've probably told this story before. Ryan's chair in his office um, was sourced by the same friend, Jasenia, from the the dumpster <laughs> of the dumpster of the thrift store that we would go to all the time. Yeah. Um. But it wasn't like in it. It was like next to it because they couldn't put it in the dumpster. But we just like, you know what? We cleaned it. I was like, I want that. Like, we love it. Let's get it. Like, yeah. 
and, and so we we deep cleaned find, it, <laughs> made yeah, sure there was no bugs. <laughs> you you can find like outside of Facebook Marketplace, there are Facebook groups. I feel like for almost every yeah city, no buy groups like, yeah no buy groups or like um buy sell your city's name or whatever. Mm-hmm. So search up to see if there's anything like that as well. And also don't. Don't be afraid to wait on things. Like, I feel like sometimes we get really anxious or, like, we have this false sense of urgency that, wow, this is, like, such a good deal and we need this right now. Mm. There's no way I can wait to buy this. And you would be surprised because, like, there have been times where I've been like, man, I really want this and I'll, like, send it to Jed or something. And he's like, hmm. No, like, not right now. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to, like, try to fight him tooth and nail about (laughs) this super great deal that I found. And then sometimes the Lord will bless my patience and he will bring about a better deal later on. But if I had jumped on the first um, option, I would not have saved money in the long run by being patient so this is such a great deal this is such a great point because even like this happened to me recently so during like christmas time i had on my like wish list because our family we do wish lists with each other this bread box and it was like 70 dollars, and it mm-hmm. and i was like this would be so great and nobody got it for me so then i i thought okay i'm gonna save up and I'm going to get it for myself. And I was like, there was a deal in January. But in January, I think I had gotten something else. I can't even remember what it was. It was something else for my kitchen that I needed more. And so mm-hmm. I ended up using the money that I had saved up for that. And I was very tempted to be like, you know, I'll just drain my allowance a little more to get this bread box because I really want it right now. But then I'm like, you know what? I can keep using my bowl or whatever. Like my, like I have like a little, it's very cluttered. The area of my, of my kitchen where I have all my baked goods whenever I'm baking a lot. Yeah. So that's why I really wanted this bread box. So everything is like, you know, kind of more in in one space and it looks nicer and stuff. More concealed. Yeah. 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 And so today after wait so now we're at the end of february i've been holding i've been still waiting and i'm like you know i really think like i'm gonna get a better deal on this i just need to wait i'm not kidding you today i got a notification that it was half off so i went and i was like the lord is blessing my patience (laughs) and i went and i bought it and it's going to come tomorrow and I'm so excited and I feel more oh, satisfied cool. now than I would have when, if I had felt that anxious, like I need this, you know, I'm willing to drain, you know, my mm-hmm. allowance or whatever for it. Like it would, I, I would have still had it, I, but you know, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to appreciate it a whole lot more and I got a way better deal on it just by waiting, just by, yeah. is this a necessity or is this, a, this something that would be kind of nice? And I'm going to walk yeah. out and see if I can get a better deal. Same <clears> thing <throat> happened to me. I've told this same story before with my soda stream. I wanted to buy a new soda stream and I was talking to my friend Carly about it. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I can get it secondhand, but I've never seen it. I'm not kidding that next week I was thrift shopping with my grandma and there was a brand new (laughs) soda stream in the thrift store. And I literally screamed and I ran and I was like, grandma, 
God's censoring my prayers. <laughs> I saved so you guys, I bought that soda stream for like $15. It's wow, ins- that is it's crazy. insane. And I could have just like I, I don't know what it was. Like I was just like, you know, you just having the willpower to be like, not right now, not right now. Yeah. And it doesn't happen all the time, you know. These two stories are very isolated. It's not like this is constantly <laughs> happening to me. This is anecdotal evidence. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, I, I feel like most most of the time it is better to pause yes. and wait on the purchase as opposed to just like ordering you know right away and kind but of we like are, indulging you, ourselves yeah we are in the age of consumerism where we're so used to having things immediately and mm-hmm. getting it right now and i can't wait and so it it, it <clears> really <throat> does like you i have to make a very conscious effort to be like i don't need this mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. even though this girl on tiktok is telling me i need this I don't yeah. need it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it'd be nice to have this or that thing, but it's not a necessity. I can wait, you know, that sort of thing. Um, another thing that we can do kind of along the same lines, same topic is declutter, donate, or even sell your unused or old items. And one point that I want to make with this is the less overwhelming your home is with clutter, the less you will be cleaning, tidying, you know, overwhelmed, and it will free you up to be able to do more of these multiplying tasks. Because mm-hmm. if you're constantly like your house is so overwhelming, the kids room is like a mountain of toys, like those sort of things, then it's just like you're all you're doing is cleaning all the time. And you're not actually like spending your time doing this like multiplying learning new skills you know Mm -hmm. and you can sell again the reverse part of like the facebook marketplace you can donate things you know and so that you can help other people to get the things that you have if you have nice things you know um but also you can sell on facebook marketplace like when Mm -hmm. we were moving to Nevada, I sold like a ton of stuff on Facebook Marketplace, things that I didn't think people would pay for. And yeah. I was like, and I was able to be very surprised. Yeah. And all the money that I made from the stuff that we didn't use, that we weren't going to take with us, I was able to buy a few new things for our house for the guest room. Mm-hmm. So it was like such a blessing. So yeah, it's going decluttering your home regularly even it's just like one space like the kids toys that's like a huge thing you could probably talk more about that (laughs) oh yeah I frequently yes very I I'm very glad and this is totally a pat on my back and on Jed's back too but we pretty much have no issues with getting rid of stuff we haven't had any like we aren't hoarders in any sense of the word. And I feel like sometimes it can kind of fault me on the other side because it's like, I should keep a few things for like sentimental. <laughs> yeah. I'm so the same exact way. You sit here, it's going out, it's going to the thrift store and whatever. But um, yeah, the kids toy stuff is a big thing. Um, if you feel overwhelmed with that, obviously you have to work through that piece by piece, do a little bit at a time. And also like if it's too much and it's so overwhelming, 
and you feel like your kids have accumulated so much stuff that you're, like you were saying, you're constantly having to pick up all the clutter and tidying and all this different stuff. Um, I would suggest telling friends and family when it's the kids' birthdays or Christmas or whatever it is for no toys. Like, say, you know, we would much rather, you know, if you can get us some books or experiences. experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you may have to set a boundary for a while of no. And And you can, yeah, and you can be honest. Like, I always encourage my girlfriends because this is like a constant, like, it's like a, the older generation wants to, like, give so many toys and clothes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like our generation is like, no, we don't want anything. (laughs) Like, I always say, like, tell them, like, why? Tell them, like, you know what? Like, we are so overwhelmed with, like, stuff in our house. And it's honestly, like... They're not, the kids are not going to enjoy it because it's just overwhelming yes. for them. Like, it, yeah. they would, we would so much more appreciate if you could just like do something with them that's fun, right? You know, right. or buy them this yeah. book or even suggest, like, hey, this is a really nice, like, toy set of or thing that we can't afford. Maybe you guys can all pitch in on this one big thing with us. You know, you can kind of strategize together, like, mm-hmm. hey, like, we would really like this or my child would really like this and you can kind of get ahead of the game. And I suggest not doing this like the day before their birthday or whatever yeah, holiday it is, yeah, but being proactive notice. and being, right. yeah, being proactive with that. Yeah. And again, it's like, you know, being patient with those people, of course, especially if it's like a habit, you know, just mm-hmm. reiterating the boundary, reiterating, like bearing yeah. with them in love. Like we right. need to, this is just our rule for our house. We don't bring any toys in. We know this is just what we're doing right now. We're over what we are capped at toys. We cannot, yeah. you know, and just being honest that way you guys, you can, you can um, bring that family member or that friend into the conversation of like, will you help me with this? And then it's a collaborative effort. And it's not like you need to stop buying us toys and you need to da, da, da. It's like, we need to work together because we only have so much space and I need your help. You know, that's like framing it in that way can really ease a lot of those older relatives (laughs) nerves when they have like that, like desire to want to bless or spoil, you know, which is like not yeah. a bad thing. Like if they want to bless your kid, like of course, but there's a way, of course, like you said, like having healthy boundaries, communicating, being very honest and like yes. and you know, preparing for like the conversation to go weird, you know? It's like this this yeah. is just what we got to do. <laughs> yeah, I I would say you need to for I mean, it's like a domino effect, like you were saying. If you're spending so much time decluttering and trying to clean up all the clutter and the kids' stuff and all these different things, and you're not spending as much time cultivating skills um, that maybe your husband has asked you to, to help with saving money and all those things, like, I hope you would fear, Mm -hmm. or not fear, but like, I guess in a sense, you would fear your husband's approval more than you would 
the person that you're having that conversation with. I am more Mm. concerned about making sure my time is prioritized the way my husband has asked me to, as opposed to just trying not to hurt this person's feelings. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, for instance, like when we were living with my parents, we had no room for anything. Like a lot of our stuff was in storage to begin with um, because all of, the ho- the house was filled with my parents stuff because it was their house. Yeah. And they were living there and we kind of like brought what was only necessary. And so during that time when we were living with them, during that period, we told people like we really asked that you don't get the kids any, you know, toys or like keep it really minimum, you know, we would mm-hmm. rather have more books or, you know, different things kind of like I was suggesting earlier. And thankfully, for the most part, like, everybody was very understanding, and it was just like, yeah, they don't really have room to keep all of this extra yeah. stuff. And I think phrasing it how you suggested of, you know, I, it would be a huge help to me. Yes. Maybe we can focus on these other things as gifts as opposed to the toys, or what, or maybe you're drowning in laundry and clothes, and you're trying to scale down the kids' clothes. Mm-hmm. Whatever it, the situation is. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. The next point I think that can, this can be where the multiplying comes in. This is the fun part. (laughs) This is especially if you are transitioning or desire to be a stay at home wife, stay at home mom. This is where your skills can come in to multiply the income that your husband is bringing in. Learning new skills can bless your family so much and it can additionally cut costs. So for example, this is obviously not an exhaustive list. Again, we can have an entire episode dedicated to homemaking arts and skills that you can learn to help cut costs. But I just have a few and maybe Marcel can throw in some too. So one is sewing and mending instead of buying new clothes when there's holes in them, learning how to sew and then creating new clothes. You can start sewing clothes or not even just clothes like cloth napkins and tablecloths and um, table mats, like curtains, like there, <laughs> there anything that's fabric essentially <laughs> you can learn to sew with. And um, another thing is canning, fermenting, Home brewing, that's something I really want to get into if your husband likes to drink beer, if you guys um, drink alcohol, or if you want to get into kombucha. And that, again, a lot of these things can add up with cost. But when you find out what the bottom line is for learning how to do these things on your own, it is so much cheaper and more affordable to learn how to do these things on your own if you guys are able. Um, One thing that is probably like the cheapest thing you can do um, with out of all of these skills is bread making. If you learn the ba- the very basics, it doesn't even have to be sourdough. Because I know like right now we're, there's like a sourdough revolution and Marcella and I were caught in the wave <laughs> a yeah. couple years ago. Um, it doesn't have to be sourdough. You know, I know sourdough is like like I'm convinced that it is the healthiest way to eat baked goods and breads. But if that seems so overwhelming to you just learning how to make a sandwich loaf with Mm -hmm. yeast just like a simple easy thing if your family eats two loaves of bread every single week not only will you be saving money but you'll have better quality food 
for your family. So not only Mm -hmm. are you helping cutting costs, but then you're multiplying what's being the, the money that's being brought in because you are actually able to produce, like make things that are even better than when you can Mm -hmm. get out of the store. Um, Another thing is learning how to do your own home renovations. I really admire, and I think it's because of how Marcel and I grew up. We grew up with our parents being home renovators. My dad was a contractor, a landscaper. They did most everything themselves when we were growing up. I rarely saw my parents bring in contractors for Mm -hmm. anything. And, you know, a lot of the time they were learning as they went. Yeah. (laughs) Like my mom, like taught herself how to tile and how to wallpaper and paint and all, all these things that we end up paying others to do landscaping. Like, can you, can you as the wife, like, can you do the minor landscaping in your backyard? Can you guys invest in a lawnmower and your husband or your oldest child can mow the lawn? You know, a lot of those things we, that we, um, essentially, um, order out for, you know, we can think of how can we learn how to do those skills here. Um, one thing that one day I'd really, really like to get this skill under my belt, especially if we have children is learning how to cut hair because cutting hair is, that is an expense, especially if you have multiple children, Marcel's nodding her head because she literally knows how, and her kid's hair grows like overnight. Yeah, literally. Yeah. (laughs) And got their dad's hair. Yeah. And I mean, with Ryan and I, like our kids will like, there's no way they're doomed. Like (laughs) our hair is like so thick and grows so fast. And Ryan has to get a haircut like on the dot every four weeks, you know? Um, And so it's like, that's another skill that you can consider getting, you know, shears and getting you know razors and learning watching youtube videos if you know somebody that knows how to do that ask them hey can i watch you can you teach me Mm -hmm. um do you have any other ones that i didn't mention yeah i was gonna say learning how to care for basic medical and health things yeah first aid Mm -hmm. is a will be a huge money saver mm-hmm. um if you can um do the research educate yourself on ways to essentially avoid going to the doctor like every time somebody has like a minor you know acute illness whatever it may be um that will definitely save you money in the long run. And obviously you will be um, accumulating kind of like a home pharmacy kind of a situation, which I yeah. feel like is like the stage that we're in right now. Same. But in yeah. that time of kind of experimenting, you will find what you like to use. Oh man, we're having like a major thunderstorm right now. Really? Like, I can't hear dumped. it at all. Yeah like insane (laughs) um anyway you will find what works for your family what you what you like to use as far as like remedies go for various illnesses um and i'm even getting into making like at home those things like you know 
herbal tinctures or like those sorts of things, which can save you even more money. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's another, another good skill to cultivate. I think honestly, mothers um, and fathers need to know what to do um, in times of illness yeah. Um, for their kids and not relying so much on just going to the doctor, like I was saying, like, at, you know, a random fever or, you know, small things like that. Like, kids are going to get sick frequently. So this is very valuable information that you will be using on a very, very, very regular basis. <laughs> Seriously. So. Yeah. And that can that can <clears throat> save your family a ton of money with co-pays and that are probably not needed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Well, my, the last point that I wanted to talk about is something that requires, I guess you being in a community and Marcella and I always say, I feel like every episode we like are just, constantly (laughs) driving this point if you are not in a good church with like people that love the lord that are um striving to serve one another and love one another like that is an untapped resource Mm -hmm. having community of christian women is priceless in my Mm -hmm. eyes And Mm -hmm. I've experienced this in every place that we've lived in different ways. Um, There's a lot of practical ways that we can help each other, especially if you guys all have, are all one income um, families and you guys are striving to like save money and to work together and help each other. There are so many ways that you can use that c- community, even if it's just you and two other girlfriends. Like mm-hmm. that is that is community right there. Mm-hmm. You you and your friend are home and you're striving to honor the Lord and serve your families and multiply and steward the income that's being brought in. Work together to do yeah. this. There's so many ways. So I have a few here and I'd like you to chime in too because you you um, participate in a lot of this too. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about a, it, you can join one or you can create one yourself, um, co-ops or bulk buy groups. Um, I know Marcella, you are do raw milk runs with a couple other women where you guys trade going to the Amish farm to go get raw milk. So that Mm -hmm. not everybody is constantly driving (laughs) to go get it. Um, There's so many ways that you can do this. And there's there's other co-ops like Azure Standard, which is a great way to save money to to buy certain things that you know you'll always need. Um, But like forming your own sort of co-op of like things that you guys, excuse me, need together. We have um, Ryan and I participate in one for raw milk as well. And I also get yogurt Um, and I'm like on an email list and that has really helped Mm -hmm. us save so much money. Otherwise we would have to drive to Utah every week to get what we need um, for a lot of the dairy stuff that I can't get here in Nevada. So 
we pay a little bit extra for our dairy products for somebody that is actually able to go and do that. So there's so many mm-hmm. ways that we can do that. Another thing is just truly asking for help, asking for help, asking, does anybody have um, this that I can borrow or can can I get help with this um, thing that we need? Um Trading in skills and goods is another thing. If you are already making sourdough, for example, all the time for your family, but then you have your girlfriend that has a ton of eggs and chickens, can you guys do a trade of a sourdough loaf and she doesn't have the time to do a sourdough loaf or she doesn't have the interest in making it herself? Can you guys do a trade where you get a dozen eggs and you she gets a... a yeah. A loaf, (laughs) that is something that is a lost practice that I think we need to bring back is trading in skills, trading in um, goods that we're learning because it's hard for me to think of (laughs) myself as mastering every single homemaking art. Like yeah. I don't, I won't be able to, I do at, Mm -hmm. at some level want a surface knowledge of everything you know so Mm -hmm. that because we want to be like our family personally wants to be a little bit more self-sustaining like we always say like we're doing urban like low-key homesteading over here because we live in a city and not in the country but um but i'm not going to be doing and mastering every single art so if i can take advantage of my sister's you know that are doing all these other things and they're mastering those skills, we can trade and we can help each other. We could teach each other and we can use that to our advantage. Um, Another thing is asking to borrow things before buying them. Mm -hmm. Um, There was like a time where um, Ryan and I had bought a, uh, what's it called? Upholstery cleaner. And a couple of our friends were asking to use them. And I'm like, yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> like, use it. <laughs> like, please. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as it's not on a day where I'm using it. Like, as long as mm-hmm. they clean it, take care of it, you know, and they bring it back to me. And then if I if it comes back to me in great shape, like, I'm happy to loan it out to you again. And even one time, me and my um, close friend, like, she asked me if she can use my blowout brush. And she didn't have her own blowout brush. And I was like, hey, you could take it. And I have benefited from that myself of me borrowing things from other friends and people in my community of things that I was either waiting to buy or couldn't afford at the time. And, and a lot of those things can be equipments, equipment, things that you need around your house, like more heavy Mm -hmm. duty cleaners, um, a lawnmower, that sort of thing. Like, can you ask, like, it doesn't hurt to ask. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, like my family is doing a huge overhaul of the lar- of the yard. Can I know you guys have a lot of yard equipment? Can we borrow some? Mm-hmm. You know, before going out and spending a ton of money on buying it. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about is saving money on gas. You can carpool with people. I know this is harder with a lot larger families, but if you have smaller families or if you know people with huge vans. <laughs> Like, and you guys are going to the same place frequently, like carpooling is a great resource to be able to save money on gas. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you wanted to add to any of these? Um, hmm. You know, I don't think so. I think you, you pretty much covered all of the extra stuff. Yeah. 
like not being afraid to ask for like ask around to see if there's something that you guys really need and another family is willing to part with it because they are not in a season that they need that specific yeah product or whatever anymore i think it never hurts to ask and you might end up with a free item that you may have spent a lot of money on um i know that's happened to us quite a few times yeah so. we we have benefited so much from people mm-hmm. giving us gifting us things like mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like we just don't, we need to be more open with each other about our needs and, and having like a community of people where we're, we all have an understanding, like there's no shame around, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. Like we're struggling because it's like, if we see a need, like we should want to help fill that need with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to add. Um, do you have anything else on any of this topic or anything that we may have missed? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think maybe just going back to praying to the Lord that he would bless your homemaking endeavors and wanting to honor and respect um the income that your husband is bringing in um and the budget that you you guys have made and yeah i think obviously keeping the lord at the center of all that is going to be is going to be the key to everything else um being an honor and glory to him yeah i have uh, i recently read a book by Kate Singh and it was called a simple life of homemaking and she's not a Christian. It was like the first secular book I ever read by a homemaker. It was very Mm -hmm. interesting hearing her perspective. And I highlighted like so much of that book because she had such a positive attitude of Mm -hmm. frugal living and living Mm -hmm. on one income and her just like, being really thrifty and making things work. And I really, I want to find quickly this, a quote that really impacted me. I should have had this up already. I'm so sorry. I hate when this happens where I'm like, wait, I should talk about this. And then I don't have it up and ready. (laughs) Oh my goodness. My, my um, highlights are like gone. Um, what? No. On my Kindle app. That's interesting. I'm going to panic now, officially. I'm literally tapping on my highlights, and there's not one. Well, that stinks. Well, hopefully, you know what I'll do? Can you go to that specific book and go to highlights? Yeah, on my Kindle app, and it's literally, like, Dunzo, it's literally gone. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's awful. Anyway, I can't necessarily like endorse this book because she has a very like pagan worldview. Um, I'm pretty sure her husband and her are are like have dabbled in Hinduism or he was Hindi. I don't know. They're it's kind of unclear where she ends up landing spiritually. Cause she'll say like, Oh, one day I went to a Christian church and then the next day she's doing something really wackadoodle. So I can't necessarily 
um, endorse this book, but she had a, just a very positive attitude and it very encouraged me um, to have just a, a um, positive look at having a lot less or living mm -hmm. below your means or mm -hmm. learning to sacrifice with a good attitude and almost romanticizing it in a way where we are making the best of what God mm. has given us. And I really do that having, think that having a godly mindset can really change your heart in a lot of these mm -hmm. areas that we talked about. It can, it can make a huge difference. And in turn, it can encourage your husband to continue working hard and furthering his career and taking care of his family when he comes to home to a wife that is cheerful and that is pursuing contentment and that has a positive attitude and is truly thankful for the little that we have. Um, mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. I, I'm really sad that I don't have this highlight um, because it was just really encouraging to me. And I ended up saying, Do you remember it, what it like along the lines of what it was? Uh, I literally, I would butcher it and it's not even, I think I sent it to a friend and now I'm going to search our texts <laughs> because I literally am like, there's got to be one. Okay. Wait, quote the best thing about, um, text messages now is that you can literally oh I literally found it praise the Lord okay, okay yeah I have say? a couple from her and this is from Kate Singh and this is from the book A Sweet Life of Homemaking first one is I love my life more than I ever thought possible we are not rich we don't travel to Europe or take trips to Disneyland we drive old cars and live in a little house that is getting fuller all the time but we are happy truly truly happy oh that's sweet and then like um <clears throat> yeah and then there's two more when you don't have a lot of money, you learn to find the pleasures in life. You learn to stop running about and instead settle into your home. Once you learn to settle into mm. your home, you begin to fix it up, making it warm and cheerful. You learn to fill your days with homemaking and enjoy it, taking pleasure in it. Mm. And one more. Even poor, one can have a good life. You can homestead anywhere, anytime. You can build a sweet nest with some cleaning and creativity. You could even dumpster dive. It's not my thing, but it works for others. You don't need much to be content. The more things I cut, in fact, the more pleasant life becomes. All that mm. stuff is really just distractions that create the desire for more and more. An insatiable pit that is infillable by material things. So oh, yeah, that's really good. I'm really glad that I sent these texts to my friend. Otherwise, I would have lost them forever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, yeah, at the end of the day, like even uh, a pagan <laughs> can can find a level of contentment in. Yeah, and see the, the value. And see the value of a wife being home, taking, mm -hmm. taking pride and joy in her vocation and trusting you know that the money that's going to be provided like she can cultivate and grow and steward so yeah i thought i would end the episode with that <laughs> yeah it was good
Cool. All right, you guys. Well, we are going to talk to you next time. And I hope you guys have a blessed week. I hope this conversation was encouraging to you, give you some ideas. And please never hesitate to send either of us a DM on Instagram um, and or join our Facebook group, join our Patreon so that we can continue having these conversations. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.